It's game day for the Arizona Coyotes, the first game following the NHL trade deadline. They play host to the Seattle Kraken. We're going to talk about that game and how we think it's going to go down on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Kyle Pavlik. This is Locked On Coyotes. Today's episode brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. We also want to thank everybody for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. And, of course, a thanks to those who tuned in yesterday on our live show as we discussed the trade deadline. It was a fun discussion, um, and we and at the end we compared of you know rebuilding teams. And Carl, you brought up the Seattle Kraken, an interesting way of doing that because they play each other today. Yep, uh, I'd like to say that I planned that. I did not, um, but it's just a, a nice little coincidence. One thing that we didn't mention is after the deadline, after our episode. It was announced that the Coyotes had sent Riley Nash to the Tampa Bay mm-hmm. Lightning for future considerations. Uh, not sure what that is yet. Uh, haven't seen any word. Bag but uh, I think it's money. So probably like a dollar. Uh, very interesting end uh, for Riley Nash's time with the, the Coyotes. Acquired as a waiver pickup. Sent back to the team that waived him. Who, who kind of foresaw that happening? I mean, it's kind of like a... I mean, there's no really loser in that case because it's like, oh, it's just like, hey, you just moving around again. It's all yeah. it is. Maybe uh, Nash uh, spent a little bit more time in the desert than he would have liked, uh, but he would have gone to the AHL, so it's not like it did any like harm to his stats sheet. Um, I, 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 I liked him as a player. I never thought he really clicked with the Coyotes, but... He is gone now, uh, back to Tampa Bay. Best of luck to him. Uh, hope he does well in his career. Absolutely. But let's get talking about uh, today's game. Arizona Coyotes and Seattle Kraken. Two teams that are completely rebuilding, and we know that. Well, the Kraken are building, not rebuilding, because they're just their uh, expansion team. Yep. Um, they did not get the luxury of, bu- of creating a superstar team off the expansion draft like Vegas did. Um, I, mean, I mean, they had the opportunity to, but they just didn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when you say they didn't get the luxury, uh, I, I take a mild offense to that. Because uh, I do think the Kraken were put in a position to be a lot better than they are we, now. I mean, I I think te- I think the other, rest of the NHL wanted, wanted to make sure they didn't make the same mistakes they did against Vegas. So that led Seattle to be like, okay, they can be... They should be a mild, at least a mid-tier to you know bubble playoff team yeah. because they're in the and but and because they're in the Pacific Division, they should probably make the playoffs. That's what our thought process was before all this went down. And then they drafted, so, yeah. they drafted, and then it was like, what? 
Yeah, they drafted who they drafted. They didn't make a lot of trades, which was definitely the big thing that Vegas did that I think everyone was kind of surprised that Seattle didn't do. Like, even with GMs being like, oh, you're not going to fleece us this time, expansion team. Uh, there's absolutely some GMs who would fall for that. They could have done more, uh, I I believe, in the lead up to it. And now they're just kind of... They're, they've shipped out a lot of their players, so they're probably going to be not great down the stretch. Um, but, you know, very rarely are the Coyotes, like, in a trap game where they're not the trap because, <laughs> like, I, I am always very concerned when you see, like, a bunch of, like, younger players who are hungry, like, with an opportunity. Like, what are they going to do? Especially against a team like the Coyotes. That's potentially pretty dangerous. Like, there's a lot of kind of, room on that roster like the coyotes for like if you have something to show show it absolutely um you mentioned some of the players that 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 uh like what the kraken did during their trade deadline and it's really interesting like i i think you have it up you have it up or whatever and what they did and it's for i i want to hear about that that's very interesting yeah, so I, I pulled a couple of the, the trade websites to kind of get the full scope. Uh, the important things that I would say, especially for today's game, gone are Mason Appleton, Colin Blackwell, Mike Giordano, Cal Yarkrock, uh, Marcus Johansson, and Jeremy Lazan, and in are Daniel Sprong and Victor Rask, and just a buttload of picks, uh, mostly in the second, third, and fourth rounds. So definitely a lot of turnover for the Kraken, um, especially compared to the Coyotes who didn't really see too much leave. I'm looking at the uh, uh, acquisition of Victor Rask, and his his name is actually obviously because um, he was got he got sent down to non-roster, so it's technically buried penalty. So it's mm. like it's essentially they just picked up his contract. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was a, a very late acquisition, uh, kind of like the the Riley Nash. Uh, I don't think we talked about this, but there was reports that there were still thirty three trades like that needed to be processed at the end of the trade deadline, which is high, very let's high. Let's go. Let's go back and blame to what you were saying during that there in that trade episode, and that's why do people still use facts? <laughs> Um, I, in my old job with the Harlem Globetrotters, uh, we did a lot of business with smaller venues and those were the people who always used fax still. Like they didn't like the idea of email for, for orders or anything like that because email, like we like to think it's instantaneous. It really isn't. Things get like trapped in folders, all kinds of unexpected stuff happens. A fax is reliable in a way that email isn't it has a lot of disadvantages but it has a couple advantages um either way yeah it's direct it's almost instantaneous um and you have like a physical copy of your paper um in a way that like email doesn't email tends to get lost uh, and I don't know if the if the NHL actually uses facts. We've never seen video of like the trade center on that end. If it's like just a person like waiting at a desk, me like, oh, okay, uh, Kraken have acquired uh, Victor Rask, uh, and then just put that on a chalkboard somewhere. But either way, it's a weird system. 
All I know is um, it is when they talked about the trade deadline is as long it was as long as it was submitted. Yep. Before that 3 p.m. Eastern time, noon our time here in Arizona, then yeah, it counted. But the I'm I'm just wondering is what counts as submitted? How did it get submitted? And no, we didn't know about it. Like, yeah, and, and that's kind of where like if you have a fax machine, like it has a timestamp on when it was sent and when mm-hmm. it's received. So it could be something like that. Um, I know Greg Wachinski posted a ESPN bingo card and one of the spots was three deals after the trade deadline going through. That definitely um, has. Yeah, because it's something that, that we've come to expect. Every single year, there's a, a trade or two that's after the deadline. It seems like teams were just like waiting until the very last minute to do anything, though, which that's the part I'm kind of interested in. Like, why was it so late? It is fun, though. It is fun when that happens, because that's when, you know, everyone's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, if you wait till the last minute, you occasionally get problems. Hello, Vegas. Oh, <laughs> uh, that that might be a discussion for another time if if necessary. <laughs> yeah. Uh there'll be a, a nice fun like end of the year discussion that we can have. Um and then I I was talking to um one of the runners of a um an Edmonton Oilers blog on Twitter yesterday and just kind of bringing up the fact that they are waiting until the last minute. I love the idea that someone called the Edmonton Oilers a must win window or in a must win window. And you're like, they do not act like that. Uh, and they do yeah. not have the personnel for that. Uh, are you saying it just because McDavid and Dreisaitl? Because that's, that's been, they've been on the team for years now. Uh, you'd think they'd figure it out, but they haven't. So maybe they're not in the window. Uh, probably not. We still do got more to get to, though, on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. We're going to talk about, um, well, we're going to talk about the more of the game, plus we're going to talk, we're going to get to our picks that's going to be later in the episode, all coming up in just a moment. But first, a quick word from sponsors. So I have a message from our friends at Bet Online. It's that time of year again, as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. For all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and information. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's where we go to look at our stats uh, for this episode, and you'll be hearing from BetOnline a little bit later. Uh, And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. So back here on Lockdown Coyotes, once again, Robin Leonio and Carl Pavlik. We are getting ready for the Arizona Coyotes hosting the Seattle Kraken. Uh, two basement-level teams in the National Hockey League right now up yep. against each other. It's going to be... Uh, interesting game because again I, again we do um what we call tank offs who's gonna do worse <laughs> it's not like who's gonna win it's like who's gonna do worse in this case um sort of though taking a look at at starting goaltenders because it's unconfirmed 
at this point, um, according to Daily Faceoff. But they're predicting a matchup between Philip Grubauer and Karel Vemelka. Doesn't surprise me. Um, I'm a little bit surprised that Grubauer is so with the Kraken. Uh, like that seems like a piece who could move at the at the trade deadline. Uh, maybe not keep him around. But Vemelka getting the start for the Coyotes is pretty, pretty un, like yeah expected. I mean, you're not gonna put uh, put put the new guy in right away. Like, no, you're not gonna put the new guy. You're not gonna put the AHL call up. Uh, it's not like this is a back to back or anything. Uh, the Coyotes had a day off after playing San Jose. They have two days off um, before playing Calgary at the end of the week. So, so give the milk of the start. Um, I mean, the Coyotes have yet to fall to the Kraken this year, so I think they have a, a pretty good shot at this one. I think so too, right? You know, that's um, so far they've played each other twice and the Coyotes have won twice. Mm-hmm. Win tonight and they sweep the Kraken. Which it's so like crazy to me that we're talking about the Coyotes sweeping teams. Like we all knew that they were going to be going, that they were bad going into this year. And yet they've already swept the Maple Leafs, the Ottawa Senators, and the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, and they have a very real shot at sweeping the Seattle Kraken. Um, that's just very kind of surprising. It is. And again, because I think what, before the season began, when we were talking about, you know, board predictions and everything like that, you know, that's when I was like, the Coyotes are on a collision course for a historically low point total. Which, mm-hmm. if they keep up what they're doing this month, they're already going to pass what they did at the worst, the worst of the, um, of their, their lowest point total, of a yeah. forty-two game season. Uh, which I, I do think that the Coyotes were especially lucky this past month. I, mm-hmm. I do not think uh, their results were in any way sustainable, uh, especially against the Ottawa or against the Ottawa and the Detroit games those aren't going to happen a lot. Um, so I don't know if the Coyotes are going to finish like with their worst season ever, but I think it's going to be kind of close. I think the worst was at 56 points, right? Um, is that the, the first year under talking? 2015, I think 2014. Uh, oh, no, 20, which I think it was the year right before um, McDavid draft. Mm. I think. Uh, either way, like I, I, I really don't know. There's 20 games left. We're in. We're in the home stretch. Uh, I am kind of excited for the season to be over. I'm not gonna lie. This year was pretty tiring, and there's just a, a lot of interesting things that could really happen next year. Um, like the Coyotes' big acquisitions during the trade deadline were related to college players, and McBain has signed an entry-level deal with the team uh, for two years. Uh, another thing that w- hadn't happened uh, yet when we were talking about that yesterday, uh, and I'm excited to see him next year with Dylan Gunther, but... In order for that to happen, this year needs to end, and I'm fine with this season ending as soon as possible. And that's also go one other thing too that happened. Um, 
I think, well, it's something that we just missed um, to talk about, and that was an extension. Uh, Yeah. Yes. uh, There was rumors about that in the morning, and it hadn't been confirmed, I think, by the time we did the episode. So we didn't want to discuss it. But yeah, Karel Vimelka, uh, this will be his first game after being rewarded with a three-year two-point-something million dollar deal. Uh, 2.7 about 2.7 per season, not total, yes. correct? Yeah, 2.7 per, yeah, which really good pay increase for a guy who spent last year playing in the Czech second league. I know, right? <laughs> uh, uh, it is to me, it is very impressive seeing how far Karel Vamelka has come in his career and just kind of like what what faith the coyotes have put in him. Uh, I think that was a big reason why they felt comfortable trading Scott Wedgwood. It wasn't just that they can get something uh, after acquiring him for nothing. It was, they, they feel comfortable in at least one of their net minders. And that's great to see. Absolutely. It absolutely is great to see. Um, trying to think anything else that makes this, is there anything that uh, to you that makes this matchup intriguing? Uh, hmm. Like I said earlier, the the biggest thing that's going to stand out to me is the Kraken have like sent a message to their locker room that there is opportunity for people, and I am very curious about who is going to step up. And that says a lot about who you are as a player. Um, and it's something that we've been seeing with the Coyotes all this year. So that that's that's the big thing I'm going to be watching for. Just uh, it, it feels like the Coyotes are going to be playing against themselves almost uh, for tonight's game. And that's, I mean, and that's probably where we're going to see. It's going to be an interesting game. We're going to get to the predictions, though, in just a moment. We're going to talk about um, who's favored. Who and you know how this game is going to go, and that's all we're going to be coming up in just a moment. But first, I'm going to tell you guys that this episode brought to you by Rock Auto. The ever increasing number of makes and models is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Well, wait, the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer. Choosing one of the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and even in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 50 or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can go to Rock Auto, a family business, and do it yourself for over 20 years? Because their prices are reliably low for every customer and have everything you could possibly need. So I want you guys to check it out yourself, though. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection where reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com And it's now time to get to our bet online picks of the game, Carl. It's not very often we talk about... Um, betting and the Arizona Coyotes are favored. Here is one of those games. I believe this is what only the third game all season long in which they are favored. 
and you're muted. I can only remember two other games where the Coyotes were favorited, so there might be one that I'm missing, but yes, I believe this is the third. I believe the first was against Montreal. Mm-hmm. The first game I mentioned Montreal. And the second, I think, was the second game against Seattle. I think so, yeah. Because the Coyotes like had beaten the Kraken the first time, they beat the Kraken the second time. It makes sense that like the third time, the Coyotes are going to be the favorites. Absolutely. Where so it, the Arizona Coyotes are only point and a half favorites, but so it's not a lot at plus two twenty five. So that could be enticing to your betting people. Mm-hmm. Minus one ten on the money line for Seattle, and plus one hundred for the. That's an interest with. That makes no sense. That's I'm gonna have to go into that for a sec. But total points at six. Okay, that's an interesting one because money line favors Seattle. Point spread favors the Coyotes. I mean, it's not like I, I said it makes sense that the Coyotes are the favorites, and I believe so. But they're not the overwhelming favorite so it's not too too surprising i think to see something kind of weird like that well i but, would have expected at least like money line to be like a pick em, right yeah it'd be like where essentially it just doesn't really matter which one you pick it's just like oh you're gonna get the same you know odds either way yeah. I, I will say that based on the last two games, this is going to be a high-scoring affair. The Coyotes have scored five goals in the last two games against the Kraken. Um, and, you know, last one was a bit tighter as a 5-2 win. One before that, 5-4. So I'm thinking that this one goes over. This one's definitely going over. Yeah. Um, based off of the way that these two teams are. Um. And again, as you mentioned, the last time they played each other. And let's also go ahead and say the way the Coyotes have been playing all month long. Like March, they have the highest per game goal total. (laughs) Which is what? (laughs) Uh, And and like they're getting that from like individual players, like having like good, like good months. Uh, the the Coyotes' top line of Clinton Keller, Nick Schmaltz, and Travis Boyd is doing well. Lawson Krause is playing extremely well. So, like, it's not a full team effort, which, you know, it's a double-edged sword. It could be that, you know, that gets stopped today if they're able to shut down the top line, Lawson Krause. They shut down the Coyotes' offense. But it also just says to me that, like, the Coyotes' best players are playing their best, and that's what you want them to do. I'm going to go 6-3 Coyotes on this one. 6-3 Coyotes. So you're taking the points for Arizona because mm-hmm. better better money in that one. Better yeah. money. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say... Ooh, what, do I, what, what am I feeling? I'm going to say 6-4 Coyotes. Okay, okay. Keeping we, it tight, though. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, empty netter at the yeah. end. See, I was also thinking an empty netter, but, um, you know, with a, a two-goal lead. Either way, I just hope the Coyotes don't fall like they did against the, the Sharks. Like, I thought that was a much better game than a lot of their wins, um, but they just kind of fell apart in the last five minutes, and I'm very concerned about that. Like, this is still a fragile team that does not necessarily have 
a lot of confidence, justifiably so, like I've been saying this year. Uh, we really don't know uh, what is going to be going on with Phil Kessel. He expected to be traded, I think, and you know he's a professional. He he knows the game. Uh, he knows the business side of it too. So hopefully he doesn't come into the, the locker room with like you know pissed off and with a lot of like negative feelings that affect it. But you never know. Like this is potentially like a pretty disappointing time for him, and he has proven to be a part of the Coyotes' offense. So that could be bad if he is off his game. Yeah, I mean that is a good thing to bring up. I do think. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one that believed that I do believe that Phil Kessel is a professional and, you know, he's been around the block for long enough to know, to know about the business, as you said, um, I would really much hope that he is professional enough not to let that get yeah. to him. And, and I'm going to be honest, like I have had outside aspects of jobs affect my performance at jobs. Like I think we all have had that happen. So if it does, it's not like he is like a terrible person or like that there's something wrong with him or they, you should think of him differently. I I don't think you should, but I think he has just been doing this one thing long enough that he can compartmentalize that hopefully. And I mean, I said on, on Twitter yesterday, um, Kessel's a guy with two rings. I don't feel too bad that he doesn't get to go to a competitor again, but it does suck that he is not getting a chance to compete and show what he can do for what could be the last time. Um, and I have to imagine that, you know, it's, it's also frustrating to not, to not want to be wanted by other teams. Uh, that's gotta suck. So, you know, hopefully he, uh, he takes it all in stride and has a phenomenal end to this year. And, you know, gets a contract for next year somewhere. I'm sure he will be willing to go take uh, the, uh, because he's been around for long enough. He'll be willing to take the veteran minimum at a place. Yeah. Yeah. He is one year older than me. So uh, he is a very like long in the tooth player for an NHL player. They tend not to, to last all that long. Um, So, so yeah, uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting to kind of see what, happens because the trade deadline is a like a very big event um what i described it in the preview for this game is it's the start of the end of the season it is and which is interesting because the trade deadline is a month later when i'm used to (laughs) yes and there's still 20 games left to play it's uh, it's a lot but it's kind of that first starting point it's like you know the start of preseason like rookie development camp is when you know that preseason's about to start the trade deadline is just like you know that means that the end is is near absolutely but you know you have our predictions for today's game. Take it as you will, and mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. That, but for now, that's going to be it for this episode. We're going to talk more about the um, about the game afterwards. Now, see what happened after the game. Um, plus, get ready for the rest of the week. Anything else that happens, there is on the Coyotes news. You know that we here at Locked On Coyotes is your source, daily source for Arizona Coyotes topics. But. Thanks for everyone for joining us on today's episode. 
We hope you appreciated what you, what you heard. If you did, don't forget to leave a review. Like, comment, subscribe if you've yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coyotes. On Instagram at Coyotes And on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Lionel. Carl Pavlock is Carl Pavlock FFH. Follow us, interact with us, ask us a question. We might answer right back or on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.